Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm so glad to be here with you. As I've said before, I absolutely love doing these podcasts and being able to connect with you, even though you're not sitting right in front of me. Um, not, I don't ever feel like I'm too far away. I've got so many people around me, um, both in my in the two memberships I have, and I'm Clinical Academy and Clinical Business Academy. Uh, for those two memberships. And I just always feel like I've got somebody around me and, and I love, love, love supporting you as a healthcare practitioner in the alternative or wellness space, whatever your discipline is. Uh, that's my jam. So I love doing that. And today I have a little bit of a clinical topic for you. I've had so many questions about this recently and it's always a hot topic. And it's one of the ones, I think I mentioned it in last week's podcast or maybe two weeks ago. Um, it's one of the topics that is one of those ones where I think I feel like I kind of plant my flag in the sand. Like I'm like, nope, this is a hill I'm willing to die on. And it's not everybody's hill. So if it's not your hill, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, i.e. me. But just listen, hear me out, because it might be something for you to consider. And that is the topic of bioidentical hormones. So in my opinion, I'm just going to get it right out, right in front. I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of bioidentical hormones. I'm not a fan of using them. I'm not a fan of recommending them. I'm not a fan of using them for women in menopause. There's one exception, which I will tell you about, but I'm just not a fan. And there's a very specific reason why I'm not a fan. And it is the surprising thing that no one is talking about. And it baffles me. It's just shocking to me that no one ever talks about this. And had I not seen this in clinical experience all these years, I have seen this hundreds of times play out. And I cannot tell you, I am 100% convinced you can't convince me otherwise, period. That's end of story. So let's just talk about why I think they're dangerous and risky. Really what they are, I suppose, better than the word dangerous is probably more that they're risky for the people around you. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history and context. I've never been on bioidentical hormones in my life and don't ever plan on being. Uh, I've been through a little bit of a traumatic menopause, i.e. hot flashes from hail, and uh, got through that using herbs. Now I have no problem. But I'm going to give you just a little bit of a backstory. So I don't even know when this was. You should probably look it up. But there's a show that's called House. And for those of you, you might remember it. And I love House because he was always so good at figuring out what the underlying cause was. And all of the other doctors that worked with him, I don't even remember his name. All the other doctors that worked with him were saying, oh, well, maybe it's this. It was just the land of differential diagnosis. And so everybody was trying to figure out what the problem was with this, that, or the other thing. And I could not tell you really about any of the episodes, but there was this one episode way back in the day where there was, and I might be getting a few of the details wrong, but you'll get the gist here in a sec. There was a, a man and he had a girlfriend 
and the man had two children and the girlfriend was running a preschool. And the man was, I think he was acting strangely and then his children started acting strangely. And one of the scenes, the young son just kind of went ballistic and got all angry and was out of control. And the kids were out of the pre, they start to dissect this case out, trying to figure out what the problem was. And the fast forward to the end of the episode was they realized that he had been using a topical hormone prescribed by his medical doctor, testosterone. So he had been using a topical hormone and she, he and her were snoozing up together and she was getting exposed to this hormone as well. Now we know this as passive transfer, okay? Passive transfer. Now, passive transfer is when you one person is using a hormone and then through skin-to-skin contact, that hormone is transferred over to the other person. So in this case, the girlfriend was not using testosterone, but she was getting testosterone and his children were getting the testosterone. Now, you might think that that is very far-fetched. It is much more common than you think. Now, oral hormones are not as bad, but they still, if the, especially if the liver's not working, they can accumulate in the body. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again. So topicals are the worst, but that doesn't mean that the other bioidenticals are not problematic as well. So let me give you one particular clinical example. And hopefully this will, this was the most uh, surprising, no, not surprising one, but this was just one that I very distinctly remember. I had a woman come in to see me and she was not feeling well. She just felt a little edgy and off. And she said, I just don't feel like myself. So we I ran a saliva test to see what her hormones were looking. I'm a very big fan of saliva testing because it tells you what's happening with the hormones at the cell surface in the tissue. I don't care what's happening in the blood because some of them are bound, some of them are unbound, some of them are, it's all over the place. So looking at the blood is like looking at the number of cars on the freeway to determine how many people are sitting at the parking lot in the at the grocery store. They're just two completely different markers. If I want to see what's happening in the tissue, I have to use saliva. So I ordered a saliva test for her. She was postmenopausal. I ordered a saliva test for her. And lo and behold, her testosterone and one of the estrogens were off the hook high, like way high. No wonder she wasn't feeling like herself because when testosterone goes high in a woman, Women can tend to, not in every case, but women can tend to be a little bit more aggressive, like they're snappy and edgy and bitey. So in a, in a testosterone dominant woman, she can lose some of the femininity side and she can get a little bit more, you know, male dominant ish. I should say that. So I looked at her test and I thought, oh my gosh, this is a mess right now. So we need to get this fixed. I said, you have to be getting this from somewhere. And she said, no, my husband is not using anything. I said, well, okay, I'm just saying, like you're getting it from somewhere. It's coming from DHEA, which is popular over the counter. I'm not a fan. DHEA is also spiked into 
Um, a lot of times they'll, they'll put it in like muscle building type supplements or, you know, muscle milk. I don't know if it's in there. Don't be mad at me, but I mean, like using it as an example. So it's going to be somewhere, but I said, you are getting it. I'm hundred percent sure. And she goes, no, no, I'm not. I'm sure I'm not. And I said, okay, well, the way we're going to find out is let's do a three week bit of a liver cleanse, kind of a reset, reboot, get that liver phase one, phase two moving. Let's see if we can clean out because your liver combined with bile and fiber, but the liver will clear out any excess hormones. And I said, listen, if those levels go down after the liver cleanse, then we'll know that it was just accumulation endogenously. And then we can figure that out. But if they're high, still high, after the cleanse, then I'll know that it's something in your environment, right? Because she's going to be getting repeated exposure. So sure enough, she says, okay, that sounds great. So we do the 21 day cleanse and I use the one from standard process. That's just my favorite. So you can do you, but I did this three week cleanse with her. She was hundred percent compliant. She's like that patient. She complies all the way through and we get to the retest, we retest her female hormones and they were, one of them was about the same and the other one was slightly higher. And I said, done, put a fork in it, sister. That's it, you're getting it exogenously somewhere in your environment because I have seen this purification, this, this liver purification work hundreds of times. I've seen it. I know high hormones, no exposure, clean the liver, retest the hormones are good. I've seen it. Does it with cholesterol? Does it with all kinds of things? Fixes it. I said, it's environmental. She got a little indignant with me and she said, it's not. My husband is not. I said, okay, fine. It doesn't have to be your husband, but I'm just telling you something somewhere in your environment. So off she goes. She's not very happy with me. And I thought, well, okay, like I can only do what I can do. So about, I don't know, maybe two months later or so, she comes back and she said, I'd asked her, like, tell me about what you put on your skin. What's your husband using on his skin? Could it be like, is there some kind of a, a supplement he's taking for like sports endurance? They spike DHEA and sports endurance supplements all the time. And it's something. And she said, no, no. So she went back. She started chatting with him. She said, I think I might've found it. I'm like, oh, yay. That's awesome. She said, I think I might've found it. I think it's in some kind of a, a protein type powder that her husband was using. And I said, okay, great. I said, let's, let's just for kicks and grins, let's test his hormones. And then let's have both of you do the cleanse. He can stop using that. And then we'll see what happens. So I feel like I've got a pretty controlled environment here, at least as it has to do with this particular supplement. She says, okay. So Took me a little bit to get his test in, took another month or so, but he submitted his uh, saliva test for his, the male hormones. And what do you think I saw? Same thing, same thing. His testosterone was high. He had high, the similar hormone. He, hers was E1 high. His was E2 high because the testosterone high was converting down into E2 for him. So I could see it on the test. I could see exactly the pattern. So I said, okay. We are going to, that's it. We're going to clean this all up right before we started the cleanse. He tells her that he had been secretly using testosterone and had not told her. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Gets exciting now. 
And so she called me and she said, I'm going to kill him. I said, no, 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 don't kill him. We're going to fix it. It's all good. Everybody should live here. So he's, he, I said, he can stop, just stop the hormone. It's going to get a little bumpy for a few weeks, but it'll be fine. So, so get with your doctor. Like, you know, I have to go through all that. But anyway, he decided he didn't want to do that. He stopped the bodybuilding protein powder, stopped the hormone. We did the cleanse with them for three weeks. I added on a bonus week because I knew we had a lot of stuff to clean up. And then I retested both of them at the end. And what do you think I found? Remember, we'd already retested her twice because she did the cleanse. We tested again and it was still high. What do you think happened after we retested it? Both of their hormone levels were great. I retested them both again in six months. He did not go back on that bioidentical. He did not use that other product. And both of them were golden. Both of them. Perfect, perfect, perfect. No overdose. She felt a thousand times better. He felt a thousand times better. I was able to use some herbs and other support to help him feel you know, better um, physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, all of the things. And they were great. And it was all because of these dang bioidentical hormones and uh, uh, that, the protein supplement. So this is the problem. For him, he was taking it. She was never taking a thing. That's what I'm talking about here. She was never taking any of them. He was using a bioidentical hormone and he was using this, this uh, post-workout supplement and she was being negatively affected. So it's called passive transfer. Now, no one likes to talk about it because it blows a hole in the whole bioidentical hormone industry. And it is exactly that. You can hear the passion in my voice. I'm very passionate about this because it's what no one is talking about. If you or your partner are using bioidentical hormones, it will pass through and transfer passively skin to skin to anyone that you are in contact with. Spouse, pet, Kids, period, door hand, the whole thing. The way they first found this was in the veterinary industry. They found that these animals were coming in. This is when the onset of bioidentical hormones was happening. And they found these pets were coming in with enlarged reproductive organs. And they were looking and seeing all kinds of reproductive issues and hormone imbalances. And they couldn't figure out why. And they traced it back to the owners of the pets that were using hormones. Because they were, what do you do when you have a pet? They sit on you, you pet them, they're on your face, licking your skin, bingo, passive transfer. And if it happens human to pet, you can bet that it's happening human to people, right? Person to person. And now we circle back to the episode of house. So that episode of house was what started me on this journey. I thought, are you kidding? Because I was already interested in hormones and the reproductive system. I was already diving into that, but this was the first I'd ever heard of it. I went, oh, no way. And I started digging and I started looking and I started asking different questions of my patients, of the people that were coming to see me. I'm like, what is, you know, what, what are you maybe using? We now know, we now know that body care products are spiked with hormones. A lot of the mainstream skin, face, and body care products are loaded with them because for women, it's what makes your skin feel soft, smooth, and supple. So anything, don't, don't email me. I do have a resource for you. And I'll tell you about that in a minute, but to show you, but 
the, I don't, I can tell you which body care products I think I'm not going to say it here. So if you want to know, you can send me a DM over on Instagram, Dr. Rhonda Nelson, Dr. Rhonda Nelson, but you can send me a DM and I'll tell you which ones I do know, but the mainstream ones, anything that says anti-aging, wrinkle removing, skin smoothing, skin skin support, like they come up with all these fancy names for all these, look at the mainline chemical, mainline chemical, mainline cosmetic companies, like the ones that have all the counter space at Macy's or Nordstrom's. I'm telling you, that's why women use them and love them is because they make their skin look amazing. And how do you think that happens? It's estrogen. It's the estrogens in there that do that. That's what estrogen does. One of the things is it makes skin soft and supple and smooth. It makes the wrinkles go away and everybody loves it. And women want to be vain and they, we want to, and I don't blame you. I don't like my little wrinkles around my eyes, but let me tell you what, I love my husband too much to do that to him. I'm not going to turn him into a girl. I'm joking about that, but you get my point. So you cannot mess around with these hormones. So watch body care, skincare products. Make sure you're asking those questions. And I had a male patient one time who was all of a sudden just got kind of um, beige. For men, I call it beige. Beige is like, eh, I don't really want to go to work. I don't really like my job. No, I don't want to golf. No, I don't want to whatever beige, no passion, no, no drive, no, like, let me go kill a bear and feed my family. Like none of that. And I thought, and the patient, something's not right. So I did saliva test and estrogen off the hook. He had more estrogen than his wife and his two girls and their friends of a ton. I said, where are you getting this estrogen? I said, I'm not taking any estrogen. He asked his wife, she wasn't taking it, checked with his kids, like couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. Finally, I said, bring me in everything that's touched your skin in the last six months. So he traveled a lot. So he brought in like his travel bag that he was using when he was traveling and all the things he brought him in. And I looked and there was one sleeper in there. And it was from a company that is a national chain. And it was a an aftershave lotion. And I said, what, what do you use this for? And he said, well, when I travel, I don't take my, my razor razor. I use an electric razor on my face to shave. He said, it makes my face so dry. So I was walking through the airport one day and I just went into this shop. It was one of the shops at the airport and he went to the shop and he thought, oh, Hey, this looks good. It says, you know, after shave lotion. So pays for it. Off he goes by golly made him his face felt great. He's like, I love this stuff. He'd been using it for like three years. And you might think, oh, he was traveling all the time. Certainly he couldn't have been using it very much. No, the guy was actually out of the house on the road 48 weekends a year. So that meant, I mean, 48 weeks. So that meant 48 weeks of the year, he was putting that on his face. He was home on the weekends. So that meant there were only four weeks of the year that he was not using it. So that's why his, his estrogen, he had more than the whole neighborhood. So I said, all right, we worked on his liver. I said, no more of that. And the hormone dropped by 75%. And I said, give it a month. We're going to push. We're going to go again. We're going to go one more time on the liver, the 21 day. And we did it again a second time. Perfect. 
cleaned him all right out. He started feeling better. His energy came back. Brain clarity came back. He started to have passion for the things in his life again. I'm telling you, friends, I have seen this over and over and over and over. So as I said in the beginning, this is a hill that I'm willing to die on. Like I am planting my flag in the sand right here. Do not use bioidentical hormones. You can fix the underlying issue another way. We have lots of tools, herbs and supplements and other support that we can do that will help upregulate those hormonal systems in the body, fix the endocrine dysfunction so the patient can live a life. And when we're not contaminating everybody else around them, it's not worth it, in my opinion. So I have put together a resource that shows you, and I'll, I've, I've got it all lined out, but I put together a resource for you. If you do not believe me and you want to see the tests, I've actually got the saliva tests and I'm using them with permission, by the way, but everything, all the patient identifying information has been blocked out. But if you message me, I'm not just going to send this out. If you message me on Instagram, Dr. Rhonda Nelson, D-R-R-O-N-D-A Nelson, send me a direct message and say, send, give me your email, name and your email. And I will send you this resource. It's a PDF and I have screenshots of the tests in there and I'll walk you through the whole progression of the whole thing. You'll see it all laid out clear. I'm telling you, get your patients off these bioidentical hormones, figure out how to fix the underlying dysfunction and don't let anybody tell you that they're safe because they are not safe. The body makes hormones. That's what it's supposed to do. And if it doesn't do that, then that's our job. That's what we get to do is fix that underlying issue. So we're going to say no to bioidentical hormones in my world, except for this one exception. And I'm going to give you the one exception and we're done. I'm off my soapbox. One exception, and that is menopausal women often have vaginal dryness, vaginal dysplasia, pain with intercourse. In that case, I am a big fan of using a bioidentical hormone suppository with E3 and coconut oil. The company that I love using is Bezwecken. There may be other companies out there, but they're very safe when they're used correctly. So if you message me, I will send you my titration instructions. These are This is what I give to my clients that I work with. And if you use them for the way that I have written it down, I've done this for 10 plus years. But if you do it this certain way, then there was no risk of overdose, no collateral damage, and her husband does not get any kind of exposure. It's super, super safe. But intercourse within two weeks is completely pain-free if it's because of just vaginal dryness, because of the loss of E2 in that local tissue. These suppositories work like a charm. So message me. I'm not going to just blanket email these and put this out on the website so that people can just opt in. No, no, no. You have to listen. And if you want this bad enough, you find me on Instagram, Dr. Rhonda Nelson, send me a message and say, hey, there's two things here, right? I want the case and I want the, the information on the um, using the suppositories. So you want the case and the, the saliva test case or and or the information on the suppository. So send me a message and we will get that sent right out to you. So thanks for indulging me today about the bioidenticals. 
Um, I'm actually recording this from Hawaii. I'm at the time of this recording I'm on vacation. And so there is no video for today. If for those of you that are looking on YouTube, you're just going to have to listen to it because the video quality did not turn out well. But nonetheless, you still have all the good info. So again, you want the case to sh I'll show you what happened with that case I was talking about. And then uh, I've also got the titration instructions for you when you're using those um, vaginal suppositories. And they are so safe and women will love you for this, for helping them be able to have um, intercourse that is pain-free. So there you go, clinical for this week. Thanks for being part of my world and listening to the podcast. Of course, rate, review, and subscribe because that's how I know you're there. So wherever you listen, just hit that little subscribe. Make sure that you get all notifications, everything that you can so that you know when a new podcast drops every single Tuesday. All right, friends, take care. I'll be back next week with more clinical information to help you grow a better, more successful practice. Take care. Talk to you soon.